Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, good morning and welcome. And I want to tell you that the Computer and Technology Radio Show is brought to you by Philips and Light on Digital Solutions, manufacturers of Blu-ray readers, writers, and other optical disk drives. And good morning to you. If you want to call, we're at 877-474-3302. Internationally, you can reach us at 858-678-8958. Hope to have Marsha on the phone with us this morning. She is in Chicago and apparently in Chicago at eBay Live. She was, we're having some technical difficulties getting her on the air with us. So hopefully she'll be calling in shortly and we'll find out what's going on at eBay Live. Uh, in the meantime, if you have any questions, we're going to talk about just the basics of computers today. How do you get started? I had a friend talk to me the other day and she has been a Mac user for a long, long time and she bought a PC for a friend of hers and she really didn't know how to work it. You know, things are so different between a Mac and a PC that sometimes, you know, you think, well, a computer's a computer, but the reality is it really isn't a computer unless you know how to use it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about some social networking things. Got some uh, new DVD movies, got some tips for uh, optimizing your office, which you can, one of the few things which you actually can use on a Mac and a PC. So that's terrific. Uh, Richard's here with us today. Hey, Richard, what, do you use a Mac or a PC? I use a PC right now. A PC. Have you used a Mac in the past? I have. And what was your preference, and why are you with PC now? Uh, I prefer the Microsoft layout much more so than the Mac. And what, I, were you, what do you use your computer for? Uh, normally, I like to watch videos a lot, um, surfing the Internet. Most, mostly, you know, all of the uh, basic sort of things. I, I don't use Photoshop or any of those so you're not doing photography or no, digital no, photo no, no. or things along those lines. And we're going to talk a little bit also about a uh, some of the digital cameras and, and how to pick the right camera if you want to do that kind of thing. But I and I too have been a PC user for you know virtually my whole life. Although I have a Mac that I use and I like it a, a whole lot. I mean I think the Mac is a terrific system. Uh, and if you're making a decision on what to buy. You've got to give some consideration to what you're going to, as Richard was just talking about, what you're going to use it for. Macs have traditionally been known to be the machine you want to use for graphic design work. They have some just phenomenal graphic programs, uh, Quark as a publishing program, and and a number of other things that you can use. It is also a more expensive route to go, but the Mac has the plus of generally speaking, not being as susceptible to viruses as a PC would be. And the simple reason for that is the Mac market represents less than 10%. Last statistically I saw it was about 5 or 6% of the market. And most people don't want, most of the hackers or the people that write programs these days want to get the most bang for their buck. So what they end up doing is they end up writing the viruses for the programs or for the systems that have more of the potential to to ruin things. Now, uh, Richard, have you ever gotten a uh, virus on your computer? No, but I, but I, I make sure to um, really open only things that I'm comfortable with or that I know where the source is from. And, you know, that is really the reality, and I, too, have never had a virus on my computer. Now, I do use antivirus software, and I remember... A month or so ago, we were talking and we were interviewing a guest who said, geez, he doesn't put antivirus software on his computer. I still think it's a good idea to use it on there, although I frankly hate most of the antivirus programs. And in fact, this is probably a good time to talk about. I talked about last week Norton. I have had issues with Norton 
oh gosh, probably since I started on the year 10, 11 years ago. Uh, Norton is one of those programs, along with other antiviruses, that installs multiple pieces of software on your computer. And what that does is it makes it very difficult to interact with other pieces of software on your computer. And I have had multiple issues with Norton crashing on me, with the program causing me multiple problems. And in fact, just last week, as I talked about on the air, I have a, a laptop computer at home, a gateway computer. And it came installed with a, I think it was a 90-day version of Norton Antivirus. And Norton Antivirus, as I say, is not one of my favorite programs. So I used it for the period of the 90 days because I wanted to test it again. It had been some time since I've actually tested the program. And when it came up for renewal, I obviously wasn't going to renew it because I don't like the program. So I decided just to turn it off and to not renew it. And I went into my startup, and I removed a number of the things in there so that the annoying message that came up every time I turned on my computer, do you want to renew, was there. I went into my msconfig. For those of you who don't know this, msconfig is a place that you can go to see where your startup programs are running. And that will give the ability to look and find what is going on with your computer on a general basis and allow you to stop those programs. So I went in and I turned off several of the startup programs that had anything to do with Norton. And lo and behold, without thinking about having done it the next time I turned on my computer, I could not connect to the Internet. Absolutely couldn't get on. And it's one of those problems that many Windows users run into with laptops, suddenly you get what they call limited or no connectivity. And trying to figure out what the issue is with that was very, very difficult. And I simply couldn't figure it out. I'm going back and forth. I'm removing things. And then I went, aha, Norton Antivirus. So I went in and I uninstalled Norton Antivirus, and lo and behold, my computer was connected to the Internet before. Now, you said, Richard, you said you are you are not using antivirus software. No, I don't use antivirus, so I, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it usually causes more problems than it's worth, but if I, I will tell you, if you are not a savvy computer user, if you're new to computers, and the biggest issue comes in getting a virus when you get a program that looks like, Richard, I'm sure you've had it, a greeting card. Your friend has just sent you a greeting card. And, you know, you get those all the time, and typically... They are even, can be from a friend inadvertently, they typically can contain a virus. So if you've got a program that's got a virus on it, it is a huge issue, and a virus can certainly really ruin your day and ruin your computer system, and in fact can even cause you to um, have to re, uh, re-op- and reinstall your operating system because you will have so many issues with the virus. Now, there are, here's five of the deadliest viruses around, and then we're going to get back to talking about what you should do if you're a new computer user and which one you should buy. But the, the fastest spreading, what they call worm or virus of all time, is MyDoom, and it's called MyDoomB. Uh, and it set its sights basically on Microsoft and also SCO company. Both companies offered a $250,000 bounty to anyone who could identify the people that created this virus. So you want to look out, if you can, for these viruses, my doom. Uh, the second deadliest virus is NIMDA. Now, it started just after the September 11 attacks, uh, and PCs worldwide were hit by the NIMBA, NIMDA, it's M-I-N-D-A. I'm sorry, N-I-M-D-A virus, uh, and this caused a lot of problems. Uh, the virus, they, many theorists, although I don't know that this was true, said that this was part of the terrorist attack, but no link has ever been found between the two. Uh, the third deadliest virus is one called Cornered. Uh, I'm sorry, Code Red. It's called Code Red. Uh, 
and Code Red Virus had uh, the ability to go into Microsoft Internet Information Systems and hack into the system, and it was hacked by the Chinese to websites, and one of the targets in this case actually included the White House. So, you know, you think the White House might be completely secure, but even in that case, the White House was not secured, so they were attacked by Code Red. Uh, Number four, you had a program called Slammer. It infected 75,000 PCs within minutes of going live. Uh, it did that. It has a very small pr- footprint, which means that it was not a large program. It was only 365 bytes, which is a very, very small program. Uh, but it, uh, its ability to double its infection rate came up every eight and a half seconds. Now, this is the one that was the most decept- deceptive, and most people really got uh, into problems with this because it was called the I Love You virus. Uh, and the I Love You virus had $5 billion in damages, including Ford Motor Company, the Pentagon, and the British Parliament. And what happened is you got a a thing that said, I love you, and you thought, oh, this is for my girlfriend, this is for my best friend, uh, this is from someone I knew, and as a result of that, you ended up opening the program and wreaking havoc on your computer with these viruses. So you have to be particularly careful about using viruses and using uh, any kind of program. If you're not going to use antivirus software, you have to be very, very careful either case in what you open on your computer. And most of the time you can get the viruses through your email programs, but frankly, sometimes you can actually get a virus by simply going to a website. So be very, very careful about going to websites that you don't know. If you look at the websites, sometimes on the bottom of your computer there will be a security alert depending upon what program you're using, saying it has a mismatch ID to it. So that means that that means that as you look at this particular site, it may not be a real site. It may be a uh, phishing site, which is a site that makes you think you're at one, for example, Bank of America. You think if you have a Bank of America account, you're going to Bank of America, and you get a click on, and you click on this program, and it says, oh, I'm going to Bank of America, and we need your information. You know, your account needs to be updated, so please fill in things like your Social Security number, your date of birth, and all those things. That is a phishing site. And sometimes it's very, very difficult to figure out whether that's a real site or not a real site. So you have to do um, that kind of thing. You have to be very, very careful with the way you go to sites like that because those can cause you to get viruses. So those are things that you have to be careful. That's the number one when you get a computer. You want to be very, very careful about what you do with those viruses and how you use them and how you prevent them. Uh, one of my favorite software programs we'll talk about when we come back for antivirus, uh, SpySweeper has a very, very good antivirus. It's a combination antivirus and a combination um, anti-spam, which we'll talk about when we come back. So when we come back, we'll talk some more about what is the first step to take if you're new to the computer world, what's the right computer, what speed do you need, things along those lines. Uh, we'll come back and talk about those. You're listening to Mark Cohen, and hopefully Marsha Collier will be right back. You're listening to... Computer and Technology Radio on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, the war is over, and just as I thought, Blu-ray is the winner. So what does that mean to you? Well, it means high-quality audio and video for your computer and your big-screen TV. 
Thanks to a new partnership between Philips and Lighton, or PLDS as I like to call them, because the world doesn't have enough acronyms, gives them access to hundreds of Blu-ray patents. Lighton has a long reputation for high-quality optical drives. PLDS products offer the highest quality at the most affordable prices. Blu-ray products are designed to give users the flexibility to burn Blu-ray discs and watch Blu-ray movies directly from your PC. PLDS has a great lineup of Blu-ray products to satisfy most consumer needs, including a new 4x BD internal writer and an internal and external BD-ROM for easy playback of your favorite movies. To learn more about Philips and Lighton digital solutions and the new Blu-ray disc format, visit them at www.lightonamericas.com. I know that you're an environmentally astute person and you want to use products that are good for the planet. Well, I'm excited to tell you about Charlie's Soap. It interested me at first because of my family's allergies and no kidding, you can put your face inside a bag of Charlie's detergent and smell nothing. No sneezes. It's safe for your entire family and for the planet. Charlie's soap line includes an all-purpose cleaner, laundry powder, and laundry liquid. I use the laundry powder. It comes in a bag with a tiny scoop, and that's all you need. One tiny scoop. Charlie's soap has been certified by Clemson and Duke University's non-toxicity labeling, and it cleans like you won't believe. Leaves all our clothes amazingly soft and clean. You want to do no harm to the planet? Here's your chance to use a wonderful product, certified safe. To order your first bag of Charlie's soap, visit savetheplanetsoap.com. That's savetheplanetsoap.com. Savetheplanetsoap.com. Are you frustrated by how little you understand about your computer or word processor? Or perhaps you'd just love to sell some of your very cool stuff on eBay? Do you think that reading a textbook would be just as hard? Enter the For Dummies series, famous for making great and easy-to-understand books on how to learn just about any subject in the universe. They have books like Laptops for Dummies or Flipping Houses for Dummies or even, you know, eBay for Dummies. The best thing about Dummies books is they're easy to read, easy to understand, and great fun. I've personally used many Dummies books, and everyone in the Dummies series is truly a learning adventure. What are you waiting for? Get off the couch. Run over to your computer and go to your favorite bookstore and get a For Dummies book today. Visit Dummies.com where you can find over a thousand topics to choose from. There's a Dummies book for you and every member of your family. Dummies books are brought to you by the great folks at Wiley Publishing. I know you're going to love them. It's never too late to join the Internet Revolution. All you need is your own website. Websitesforfunorprofit.com is a GoDaddy reseller, so you can reserve your .com name for about $8 a year. Then you can set up your own website, including hosting, for less than $5 a month. It's time to let the world know you've arrived. Websitesforfunorprofit.com makes it easy to create your own website. And for a little more, you can add a shopping cart to start selling your unique product or service. Websitesforfunorprofit.com provides great 24-7 customer support and a wide range of Internet tools to help you look like a real pro. For your family, business, little league team, or nonprofit, you can be your own webmaster today. Visit Websitesforfunorprofit.com. That's Websitesforfunorprofit.com. See you on the web. 
your business use the U.S. Postal Service? If you answered yes, whether you send mail or ship parcels, at Indicia, we can make it easy and quick to mail stuff right from your computer. Besides the obvious time saver, our software may help your bottom line. You see, the post office now offers discounts on online postage for priority and express mail. Indicia helps you take advantage of those discounts. Other benefits include money savings on online discounts for delivery and signature confirmation and integrated parcel insurance. It's all so simple. Indicia software is integrated into over 60 partner applications, so you can probably use Indicia right through your existing store or shopping cart management system. And forget about handwritten labels. With Indicia, you can easily use your own logos and artwork for a more professional look. It's cool. Indicia.com. Just when you thought life was getting too complicated, along comes Indicia. That's E-N-D-I-C-I-A dot com. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Log on, listen, and learn. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back. And we have a very special guest on the phone calling all the way from Chicago, my co-host. We finally found her, Marsha. Welcome. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? uh, Well, we're missing you. Well, you know, I was trying to find a quiet place to call you because the line was out in the studio. Yeah, isn't that what Don't you love technology? And it's raining buckets. Oh, no kidding. It's so raining There Chicago. is no quiet place. I'm sitting in a in an area with a bunch of people that are talking away. Well, gra- grab them by and see if they have anything interesting to say. Uh, nah, 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 nah. So, how's the, so tell us about eBay. What, first of all, tell us, what is eBay Live? eBay Live is eBay's annual convention, or was, let's say, because they're not going to have one next year. It's oh, why aren't they, they having can, one next year? I don't know. They didn't tell me. Aren't you like the eBay lady? Well, I write all... I don't work for eBay. No, I knew that. Okay. So, anyway, there's about close to 10,000 people here. It's a very large crowd, and there are classes, and there's an exhibit area showing people. I was going to have a great guest for you, and I'll have to do it when I get back in town as, as a segment on the show. I talked to the people from the U.S. Postal Service, and they have all kinds of technology that everyday people can use on their website, and I was going to interview someone, but... Without a studio, I can't do that. <laughs> that makes it a little bit difficult. So t- mm-hmm. tell us what you're doing there. Well, I'm teaching classes on starting a business on eBay and how that all works. And I'm signing books in my publisher's booth. It's really quite interesting, you know, seeing the all the businesses that have to do with eBay and the sellers and their problems that they have to go through with their eBay businesses and answering questions pretty much. So, you know, one of the things I was going to talk about today that you and I have talked about fairly extensively is social networking. And I know you you use Twitter a lot. Twitter, and there's MySpace, and there's Facebook. Facebook. Go ahead, I'm sorry. There's all these different, uh, let me point uh, the audience to my website, coolebaytools.socialmarketing.html is a web page that I've set up that has a story from one of the great web marketers explaining all about it. But let me give you a little brief thing, and and I suggest that people go to that page and check it out. Let's put it in the show notes. Um, The way to reach the customer, if you have an online business now, is not 
hammering them with email. I think we all know we get too many emails, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And, I mean, you just end up delete, 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 and you don't get a sales message across. So what you need to be doing is reaching your customers in a different way, and that's by having places on the Internet other than your e-commerce website. You can uh, have a page on MySpace for your business. I mean, even if you're a local retail business, 